I was gonna suggest we revisit our spider discussion because it nope. seemed to be Welcome to Beer Plus Three, where we attempt to solve the world's problems one beer at a time. With me today are my fourth, fifth, and sixth best friends, Brianne Edwards. I'm four, right? Whatever. Okay. <laughs> you're not Edwards anymore. You're Longwell now, right? Yes. I don't know. It depends on what Google account I'm using. True. Caleb Sanders is always here with us. Also here with us. Not always. Usually in spirit, he's always here. In my heart, he's always here. <laughs> Which leads me to believe I'm four. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, but not sixth, <laughs> it's Rick Anderson. <laughs> I don't even want to know what number I am. I want it to be a mystery. I have a complete list. And it's, it's, it's one of the things that like my daughter does. And I've noticed a lot of little girls will do that. They'll like go down a list of their friends. And it's like, okay, well, first is this person. Oh then it's this person. But then this person really made me mad. So I lowered that person down here. Whoa, really? I Can't you that. just fucking be friends, kids? So I went nope. through that phase where I had like my first, second, third, fourth, and fifth best friends. And mm-hmm. then I went through a phase where you could only have one best friend. And it was really insulting to tell someone that you weren't their best friend. And you weren't allowed to have more than one best friend. And then I woke the fuck up and realized, well, who the fuck cares? Yeah. And so now I just have Really, friends. you're just pissing off your friends. Really, that's, that's all you're doing. I feel like muddying the waters a bit. <laughs> Cindy, you're not my second best friend anymore. <laughs> You're my fourth best friend now because you smelled like poop the other day. <laughs> but that's how petty little girls are. You move my Raggedy Ann doll from here to over there. Done. You're out of the club. <laughs> when Taipei little girls try and make friends. Yeah. I really want to make cards for my daughter, like number one best friend, number two best friend, and she could just hand them out. <laughs> my only would... list ever was my coming out list, the order of people I was going to come out to. That uh, I needed yeah. the, 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 the couple of friends I was okay losing test drives. And then it's like the funny, my family was like 85th or something like yeah. that. I was like, tell the entire world, then mom and dad. Um, did, you, I, did you lose any friends when that happened? One. Or, one. Yeah, wow. Uh, actually, the first person I told, he was he was the ex- oh, exact successful test drive. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I know exactly how he's going to react. That is exactly how he reacted, uh, which wow. wasn't like explosive. It's just like, yeah, I'm going over. This was still in Granite Falls. This was still in yeah. Granite oh, Falls. I was. Oh, okay. That might explain some of that. Fifteen or sixteen. Well, I guess I I I was fifteen. The yeah. summer after my sophomore freshman year. Summer after my freshman. So year. what year was that? 1993. Okay, all right. So now it makes. I guess I'm thinking of this as a more recent thing. I just can't imagine anybody because of my youthful glow. (laughs) (laughs) It just strikes me as strange that anybody, you know, in in at least like the last ten years, you would have somebody come out to you, or or that you have a friend come out of the closet and you'd you'd dump them over that. It just seems like a weird. But 1993, I could see 93. I mean, I think things have changed quite a bit since then. My mom told me people were still going ah. You're gonna get AIDS on well, me. I remember from every gay person they know. Yeah, so. I remember in high school if you were friends with anybody that you know, there was always the few people that everybody suspected might be gay, and if you were friends with one of them, you were mm. you were also possibly too. And guilt uh, by association. Yeah, and it was just everybody was so terrified of being you know gay by association. <laughs> whatever, you, whatever you want. Which actually, I, the thing is, if in the grand scheme of things. If you really were to break down my sex life during those years and many years to follow, there's actually some truth in that. The number of straight people, I'm quoting microphone, by the way, <laughs> air quoting, uh, that I have, uh, I have been uh, gotten biblical knowledge of does make the gay by association. And, you know, deep down inside, I think people suspect it's like, yeah, I, I think my friends might uh, take that um, at least experiment if they had the outlet. And that makes me really uncomfortable because I want to also. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I I think men just really like to come. That's that is actually it. Kind of comes down to it. That's a really big part of pun it. intended. Speaking of, we just wrapped up uh, by Awareness Week. Yes, so, yeah. that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I said I was aware. <laughs> <laughs> Are you? Are you I, that's aware? what I wrote. I I'm aware, and I love you. That's I, I, that's what I put. I felt supported. <laughs> Ta da! My job's done. He was, my, my, he, he was my Facebook jockstrap. <laughs> 
If there's one thing I can be in someone's life, <laughs> yes, it's certainly a virtual jockstrap. I mean, you weren't quite you. You weren't like smothering me, so you weren't compression shorts. <laughs> I think I had some freedom to to move about. So yeah, yeah, you got You got to. You were comfortable. I was and secure. But but exactly. bye week is Nothing is it over out. now or is it? Yeah, it was last yeah. week. Oh, I, I finally, I can stop sleeping with me. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. You can keep going if you want. It's okay. I was, I was well, gonna, next year. I was There's always say I, next year. I was gonna say I figured it was just a phase. <laughs> 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 yes. Apparently, uh, Friday was actual uh, bisexual awareness day. Oh. And okay. Then the, but the whole week of that. Yeah. Uh, Yes, and there's somebody who I've actually never met, but I'm Facebook friends with. There's a couple of those. Uh, and he's another bi guy who, like, he always reminds me every year that it's Bisexual Awareness Week because I don't pay attention to shit like that. And he, <laughs> uh, so once I start seeing his posts about it, I just, like, repost everything that he sends. I'm like, and I actually on Friday said, you know, thanks for being such a great advocate. And I'm not just saying that because you let me be lazy and I just repost everything that you post <laughs> and, and look more aware than I am. <laughs> Yeah, I never know what week, month, or, or day it is. I, I that's just a sign week. of your white privilege. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's probably true. That could be true. Of course, I just admitted to the exact same thing. So. <laughs> well, I also, uh, you know, even holidays for me, it's just like, because eh, I work in a casino and we don't really get holidays off, so. Yeah, I, I stopped paying attention until my daughter went to school. I Every time you say that, I just like the saddest thing ever. Just the concept of a holiday at the casino. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's an old-fashioned attitude or, or whatever. It I is a little, because you're kind of assuming that everybody celebrates those holidays. It's like, yeah, there's, yeah. there are plenty of people who give zero shits about Christmas. Right, right. I mean, fact, honestly, if I... like 70% of the world. Yeah, if I didn't have kids, I probably would be closer to that group of people. So I how mean, many how many still... times a year do you celebrate Depuala? Depuala. Yeah. I don't even know what De that what is. It's the Hindu kind of... This is my Gary Johnson Aleppo moment. <laughs> it's like, uh, we have we have several Hindu folks that work for us, yeah. And the, every Dipwala, they'll they'll bring in some stuff. And mm-hmm. They'll they'll sometimes they'll be completely dressed up in the, the yeah the, the, the traditional garb and it, no, it's gorgeous, it's amazing, mm-hmm. and the food is so fucking. <laughs> <laughs> it's super yummy, but. And- uh, the, the casino really can't say anything because they're dressing in traditional Indian garb. Well, no, they don't do it for work. No, no. <laughs> no. Uh, unlike the uh, oh, no, white, wait, white sorry, Americans, wrong, wrong they Indian. actually respect the job. Eminem <laughs> 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 wrote a song about that. Um, yeah, but he was talking about his mom. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> he was Freud's wet dream. So we're drinking the we are. Wonder Brewing. Raspberry. It's Wander Lager. and Colson's collaboration. Shit. Oh, it's a Colson collaboration. I get it. For Bellingham Beer Week 2016, it's a raspberry lager, and I like it. I like lot. it, too. I have bought... This is my uh, second six-pack of this that I've bought. Um, and I, I love it. My wife loves it. I mean, we found kind of a beer yeah. mm-hmm. in common. Now, oh, cool. So. Good. Wow. Yeah. Yes, um, Brianna, I feel like you have something to share about this. <laughs> Since you just handed your um, barely touched glass to uh, Jeff to have oh, it. Oh, I don't consumer. like fruity beers, period. At all? No. I was put off by the smell, like I said earlier. It was but it, pretty, it, it surprised it me. Good. But now you're glass. I'm, no, <laughs> I'm often put like off it. by smells. I mean, it's, it's, a good, it's a good fruity beer. Um, and if my stomach was settled from the drive out here, I'd probably drink it. But yeah. It's um, got lots of fuzz. It'll be good for your tummies. <sighs> No, and it's I'm very just, low ABV too. Yeah, it's super. Uh, what is yeah. it? It's like four point something. I'm just not. A, Which for us in this part of the world is very low. I think uh, miners are allowed to buy that in this part of the world. <laughs> <laughs> you would think. Yeah. Um, so see. fruits, sour saisons. Mm-mm. Yeah. I don't. I try very, very hard, but I'm not. I, I'm a dark beer person. I'm fifty-fifty yeah. on fruit beers. It depends on how they in- incorporate the fruit, but. Uh, I, I couldn't do without sours and saisons. That's that's just too much of the tasty beer world for me. Too. Yes, yes. Just like, and there's lots yeah. of flavors to be yeah. had within that world. It does not say on the outside, but I was just at Colchin yesterday, and I think it said four point three. Well, we could always go to Beer Face if we really wanted to know the truth. Ooh, Beer Face, yeah. Beer Face. Yeah. I'm one of those heathens that hate Sour Patch Kids. So I remember when Sour Patch Kids first came out. Ugh. When they were still like Martian shaped. 
<laughs> yeah, they were very strangely shaped, and they were awesome and delicious. You could buy one for e- a penny for each one. Did you? Uh, yeah. Do you yeah. remember the Garbage Pail Kids? Oh yeah, yeah. My yeah. my friend of mine, yeah. my my best friend at the time, I and mean, we must have been about ten or eleven. He had the whole thing. Like every time he got allowance, he would buy sour pa- or you know the the Garbage Pail Kids, and he had all the cards. He had them in a nice little thing, and he was so proud of his collection. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that collection is long gone and worth absolutely nothing. Well, since the uh, the bulk of the world may not remember them. It's not like uh, the the following that Magic and uh, Pokemon and whatnot. About well, it wasn't even really a game. No, per it was se. just it the was cards. Just, it was like baseball uh, cards. Yeah, for baseball cards who, with really gross kids on them. Yeah, like things that aren't baseball. Yeah, who doesn't want to collect really gross kids? You know, <laughs> some <laughs> of them were pretty bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, in all fairness, I think of all kids as really gross. So <laughs> they're basically germ factories. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's true. But uh, yeah, Colson and I think Wander did a great job on this beer. I, I would certainly give it at least a, a four. They're well, my two favorite breweries in town. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd give this a four also. Um, for me, it's kind of surprising because this is the second lager in one week that I that I've had that I liked a lot. Oh, that's the right. We had that the, coffee lager. Was the um, Stone's Throw? That was... I couldn't remember the name of it, but it was. It's called the Fairhaven Fix Coffee Lager from uh, Stone's Throw. Mm-hmm. That was. I was shocked at how much I liked that, and then I guess it's probably because they're both flavored. I mean, the coffee was really the predominant. Well, I think taste. I think the the lager flavor is something that is complemented by very few things, and I think they hit the nail on the raspberry and the. Do you yeah. like uh, coffee? Yeah, Negro Modelo. The who? What Negro Modelo? Mm, yeah. So <laughs> I can take actually, it or leave it. I, I tend to like lagers more often than pilsners. Pilsners have that. Um, Sort of the green finish that I associate with Aslan beers, and basically all Pilsners have that. Although yeah. uh, Kolschen's Pilsner, I actually like. I can drink that. The um, lagers I find I like more consistently because they're not not generally super strong in any particular direction. Yeah. They're fairly neutral, and so when I'm I'm not feeling like um, you know blowing up my tongue with hops like I usually do, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm almost never in the mood for a dark beer. Loggers are a fairly safe place to go, and they tend to be. See, I feel the exact opposite about loggers and pilsners. Uh, I think loggers have way too much of. I don't even know where that flavor comes from. That kind of really harsh, you know, like Kolsch flavor that comes out of these. Mm. Um, but pilsners are almost for me like a blank canvas. It sh- there's something should be done with it, and like I think it was. Um, I think it's Menace does that Chili Bravo. I think that's a Pilsner, if I remember correctly. And it's amazing because they add a flavor to the Pilsner, and it complements the beer perfectly. So what are the – see, here's here's me being the beer noob again. What are the a lot of the mainstream beers like Budweiser and Miller? And Those things? are all lagers. Lagers. They're all lagers. They're American lagers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Which means they're water with food coloring. Yeah, fucking your water. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, it's – part of the flavor that you're probably not liking is just the difference in the yeast. The lager yeast versus the ale yeast, because pilsners are generally ales. Right. Uh, use ales, ale yeast. Uh, Polsch mm-hmm. also uses ale yeast, um, mm. and or particular strain of uh, ale yeast. We went to for the end of Bellingham Beer Week. We went to the first uh, event at uh, Chow Times' new event space. Oh, um, you went, which was a beer dinner. You uh, did that, huh? Yeah, was it, good? it was really good. Uh, the first beer go. was, and they had all the brewers there. Uh, so the gal mm-hmm. from Chuck and I, the first beer was a Kolsch with... Uh, what did they pair that with? What did they pair that with? It was a... Um, it was a little, uh, like, um, crab cake ball with uh, some... Okay. I was going to say it had to have been seafood gourmet-ish of some sort. Yeah. things around it. Uh, <laughs> Tamara would be able to tell you exactly. I Arugula. Don't yeah. Uh, <laughs> I would remember Arugula um, because they would have called it Rocket. Um, but the she was talking about their Kolsch, which apparently they had to like smuggle the yeast that they use into the country, uh, more or less to get it because it's a uh, in uh, Cologne, Germany. There's a very particular strain of law, of ale yeast that they use there for hmm. Kolsches, and uh, you don't apparently get the right taste for a Kolsch unless. That if you just use like a regular ale or lager yeast, you end up with kind of the nasty Kolsch flavors that most people think of. I actually like Chuck and It's Kolsch. It's one of the few of their beers I actively like. Mm -hmm. Um, But it is very, it's um, slightly flavored water in a lot of ways. It doesn't have a lot going on, but Mm -hmm. it's uh, it's tasty for what it is. Mm. 
Yeah. But I, I think lagers and pilsners are, are, are ripe for the picking when it comes to adding flavors to it. Which is why I now have flavored beers for everyone. I got a peach and another. Uh, what so is this? This, this is going to be this the is a raspberry. It's called Purple Haze by Abita. Yeah, out of uh, Louisiana. So this will be our flavored beer episode. So yeah, this is going to be our flavor. <laughs> Yesterday was the uh, or not yet uh, hun- not, uh, episode one hundred. Sorry, yes. was the uh, the pumpkin. The pumpkin. Oh boy! Pumpkin foul, invasion. foul pumpkin yes, invasion episode. Was, uh, this is the fruity fun episode, <laughs> including yours, which is a white Belgian, which is very usually usually quite fruity. So yeah. speaking of pumpkin, yeah. since I promised a, a rant about PSL, okay, <laughs> you should probably get an ointment for Let's, that. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, well, there's actually like two pumpkin beers I I've had that I enjoy. Uh, Colshan's, uh pumpkin beer, uh, the Horseman's Head, without the spices. It's actually really good. It just tastes like a really good porter. Right. Um, and um, the other one, I actually can't remember off the top of my head. It's one from Oregon. But mm-hmm. I can't remember which it is. It's not too sweet, just kind of nice and rich. But, um, and I've already mentioned I hate flavored coffee of any kind, but the whole pumpkin spice thing kind of drives me nuts. Right. Because it makes things take like nine or ten hours at uh, whenever you go to Starbucks because it takes them so long to make. Apparently, they hate making them too. The syrup is so thick that pe- the people who are like using the pump to get it, their like arms are aching for the first two weeks <laughs> after it arrives in the store because the syrup is so horrible and thick. And um, it doesn't taste like pumpkin. It doesn't taste like spice. It just tastes like evil. Right. Yeah. But Cafe Adagio actually does a pumpkin spice latte where they, in the milk, froth pumpkin puree. And then they just bring oh. a little bit of spice over. And apparently, for people who like lattes, that's supposed to be really good. But So if you're going to do pumpkin spice, do fucking pumpkin spice in a pie. Yes. That's the end of my rant. Pumpkin right. spice is awesome pumpkin in a pie. Pumpkin spice in pie and ice cream. Those are the only two places I'll actually eat it. Yeah. Ever. I hate pumpkin pie. You hate, hate pumpkin pie? I hate pumpkin pie. I always have. Oh my god! When I was a kid, I used to use, uh, had to use most of the Cool Whip just to get through one piece of pumpkin pie. Sorry, the Cool Whip. Cool Whip. Cool Whip. Yeah, cool whip. Um, yeah I despise um, pumpkin pie. But yeah. I was the weird kid that didn't like anything other kids liked. Like I didn't, I never liked apple pie. Still don't really like apple pie I all bet that you much. Pecan. I love pecan pie. I Mom. called it. Um, but I also didn't like spaghetti. I didn't like uh, chocolate. Cheese. I didn't like chocolate cake or chocolate ice cream when I was a kid. I was I was a weird kid. <laughs> I didn't. I still to this day do not like apple cider or apple apple juice. Yeah, Ugh. that's fair. I don't like foul, it either. Foul, foul, not particularly it's too no. sweet. But it was what they served every kid back in 1970. Da da da. It was like, no, we got apple juice and chocolate ice cream. Like, oh, Jeff doesn't want anything. <laughs> oh, okay. Here's some spaghetti. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna sniff the glue and chew on some crayons. <laughs> <laughs> I suddenly understand how your high school years happened. It's going to take me more than chocolate ice cream to get the hell out of this town. <laughs> but we've had we've had some pumpkin beers. We've had quite a few pumpkin beers. We have one. It seems like we've had an episode every year every, we around this usually time. Usually, do a couple, one or two pumpkin yeah. beer episodes. So we've we've easily gone through at least a dozen of them, and I can think of maybe two where all of us. I know. I know. Okay. I've liked one or two. Yeah. At some point, I yeah. don't know where, the, what it was, when it was from. Yeah. But, oh, but that uh, the odds, the odds are too low. I think to. Uh, to that one was. Do you like, this is plain. Do you like pumpkin soup? Or is it pumpkin in general that you don't like, or specifically pumpkin pie? Uh, just pumpkin pie. I think it's the pumpkin spice that I don't like. Okay. So because of- I love pumpkin seeds. I've had uh, um, um, pumpkin like in Mexico and stuff. Yeah. That is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, because they don't put pumpkin spice in it. Yeah. And so it's, 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 it's pumpkin spice is a mix of cinnamon, cloves, allspice. Mm-hmm. There's one more. Do you remember? Fucking allspice. Fucking decide on something. It's not all spice. <laughs> <laughs> Just decide on one fucking spice. Okay, you're about to start a war with Jamaica, by the way. So be careful. <laughs> um, hey, they could jerk all they want. Uh, wah, wah. <laughs> Just making puns. Dad humor. Uh, so. no. Fuck you. <laughs> dad joke. That's Ooh. not dad humor. <laughs> that's Jeff's dad well, humor. It depends on what kind of daddy you are. That's true. That's true. That is very true. You had to go with daddy, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, There's I, a reason I said that. I often have to remind my eight year old that every day is don't be a dick day. <laughs> <laughs> 
I just need to be right-minded like once a week. It's fine. Yeah. Oh, there's something we need a week of. Don't be a dick week. That's, but every day is don't be a dick day. Yeah, but at least Sorry. one week of the year where we just all get a breather from <laughs> like half the people on the fucking internet. You know, it's just like this is the week where you don't voice your opinion on anything. Actually, I just watched an Idea Channel. I don't know if you've ever seen Idea Channel. Yeah. On uh, YouTube, uh, it's also a PBS show, mm-hmm. um, and the guy's brilliant. He's wonderful. But he did um, one we watched yesterday on trolls, internet trolls, mm-hmm. and yeah. what is the difference now between. The original actual trolls, which was just somebody fucking with somebody on the internet, compared to like the horrible racist misogynistic <clears throat> bullshit that some of these yeah, yeah. a, a, a troll off. you know basically Loki style troll who just wants to create chaos and somebody yeah. who's being vindictive and yeah. vicious yeah I back in the like late nineties early two thousands I had like a troll account on Usenet because and it wasn't to I go so out believe and, that and. <laughs> It wasn't to cause like hatred and you know I would go Wait, into on what I would like Usenet. You remember it was like the early message discussion. They called them news groups. Oh, okay, news. News. Early, I think early kept, yeah, I kept saying Hughes. Like, and for news. me, it was just a sort of a giggling. Like I would go into things that were highly contentious, like uh, like Mac and PC forums or <laughs> Star Wars, Star Trek, and I would just say like the most asinine things. And I would I would drop little subtle things in there for people to jump on me for. You know, I would say like Windows ninety seven. I'd say, oh, I, I'm a Mac user now, and I love my Mac, and I used to use Windows ninety seven. Blah blah blah. And then people would jump, Windows ninety seven. You're a fucking liar. There was no such thing. <laughs> you know, I would just, you know, I come back and. So you would exploit was, Cunningham's law. Yeah. What's that? Cunningham's law is the uh, law that states the fastest way to get the correct answer to a question is not to ask the question; it is to post the wrong answer online. <laughs> okay, that's a, that's actually a. Yeah, there are programming forums that are proving that every day. Um, <laughs> it's like, I can't figure out how to embed this particular widget in my CSS. I'm, instead of asking the question, I will just say, hey, I found this great solution. <laughs> Fuck you, you're wrong. Thank you. <laughs> Aha, the secret to being an IT guy. But that was, that was fun. And, it would cut, and I think half the people involved on these discussion forums knew. You know, and they were just, it, was, it, was like, it seemed like it was fun. I didn't see it. It seemed like you were really genuinely making people angry. But now you look online and you actually see, yeah, like really nasty, vicious. And, you you know, you'll go like on Facebook, you'll look at somebody's profile and it's like completely blank profile, nothing there, a couple of generic pictures. You know, it's like, OK, you're somebody, you're an asshole who's created this account so you can go and, and say these really nasty, you know, mm-hmm. awful things. And that's that's like a whole other. Yeah, that's it's not the true definition of an internet troll but people are no, that's media is going to use it that way media is yeah. going to use the, the isms it's, that way to describe these people even though they're not actually those yeah. the 20th season of South Park started uh, two, weeks, two weeks ago and that the, the last few seasons they've been doing have been very um, plot arc driven and this year hmm. this year's plot is about uh, internet bullying and internet trolling and they are um Using uh, deleting one's uh, Twitter or Facebook account as a metaphor for suicide, um, quite Jeez. melodramatically, <laughs> and uh, it's not so far. It's like last year's. By the time I got to the end of it, I'm like, okay, I think I enjoyed that, and it's like I'm keeping on going because it's like, okay, I've this. The show is this, it has is the same age as my relationship, and Tamara and I have watched <laughs> South Park our entire. Uh, time to it's like okay, we'll keep doing this, but you're you're getting a little weird. Mm. <laughs> getting a little weird, I gotta say. Well, you know, for a show to be on twenty bloody years is yeah, is it's ridiculous. Been it's been around for a while. Well, I know what is it? Uh, Simpsons have been around what twenty five, thirty years. Some nineteen eighty nine. Yeah, I think eighty eight, eighty nine. I remember watching it. It in, came out. Yeah, that was one year older than me. Or yeah, one year, one year older than me. I thought. Wow. So I okay. Was, I was eighty nine. So. Yeah, so, yeah, 88. I remember watching it in the mid-80s on the Tracy Ullman show. Yeah, I, I, like, Tracy I saw that a few times. Did you, yeah. Have you ever gone back and looked at some of those uh, segments? Mm-hmm. They oh, yeah. look completely different. I mean, mm-hmm. it's drawn completely different. It's almost a completely And they almost style. sound different, actually. Well, and the first, Even though it's some of the same actors. The right. first uh, South Park was the same way. It was, I mean, South Park mm-hmm. has always been bad animation. Yeah. But the very first, uh, the... Um, it just got posted online. It was just like a one-off thing that uh, Matt and Trey did, uh, and it was oh, yeah. uh, terrible. 
Yeah. Terrible. What was it? Anyway, the Sorry. South Park, where South Park originally started. They did like, like a, it was like one a Christmas off. story or something, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. I've, I've seen it. You can find it online pretty easily. I believe they watch uh, Santa and uh, Jesus Battle to the Death or something <laughs> like that. It's, uh, for his, uh, a recurring theme of theirs. Yes. Mm-hmm. So what do we think about the... Um, what is Abit, this? Abita. Abita Purple Haze. It's the Purple Haze, a raspberry-flavored ale. Um, so it's, yeah. it tastes like... Um, it actually tastes like uh, Blue Moon. Um, with a little bit of raspberry cough syrup mixed in at the end. <laughs> yeah, blue. I, I'm gonna. I agree with that. Actually, that that's a pretty. pretty it's it's just another. Good. It's a lager. It's a raspberry lager. Mm-hmm. See, I'm not getting the. I. Yeah, I'm not digging it at all. I, this has more of the tastes that I associate with a lager. Yeah. And it's not being covered up enough, I guess, with the with the. Raspberry taste. The so. nice thing with the raspberry is that you actually taste the raspberry. This I just yeah. tasted lager. And I was like, hmm, because I also don't like lagers really. So I'm like, that's mm-hmm. that's okay. I'm well, yeah. they describe purple haze is a lager brewed with real raspberries added after filtration. It is brewed with pilsner and wheat malts and Vanguard hops. The hmm. berries add a fruit. We don't care about your other thing. <laughs> the berries. No, you're lying. <laughs> yeah, because it, for me, this is this is really a plain beer with hints of raspberry. Yeah, but the bad hints of raspberry. With the bad hints, of raspberry. yes. All I the, love all the seeds. That's that's what we're getting. <laughs> yeah, so I would I would um, I'd give this a two. I mean, it's passable. Yeah. It's no another one of those beers that I could drink if it, if there was a bunch of it in front of me, but I wouldn't mm. consciously pick it. I would choose something else. I do. Not I understand. Like. I, I might understand. actually go with water instead of this. Yeah, I, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, <laughs> I like my Lacroix much better, and I barely like Lacroix too. I just drink it because it's better. trendy. Oh, no, better. Not that hipster. <laughs> well, no, because if you were hipster, you would stop drinking it because it's become. Oh, trendy. that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's, now, it's, it is now the entire sparkling water section at the co-op. They really have nothing is. else. I actually just hate plain water. Yeah. So I like a little bit of flavoring. And I can't find the other half of my soda stream. So until I find my soda stream, this is what I've mm. come down to. And because talking rain is bitter, otherwise I'd be drinking talking rain. Mm-hmm. I uh, yeah, I'm with you. I drink water out of a sense of obligation, knowing that it keeps me alive, not because I get any pleasure <laughs> there from we go. doing Thank so. You. Oh, I find you water to be kind of dehydrating. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was a Steve Martin joke I just stole. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, I like I like water as long as there's you know hops, malts, and it's been exactly. Yeah. I'm like, beer is 98% water, so why does it matter? Uh, <laughs> Tamara has reasons has, uh, that apparently I'm supposed to listen to for why that matters. Uh, but yes, I'm the person who like beer, beer, guzzle down a glass of water because if I don't drink it fast, I won't drink it at all. I will go back to beer and then I will regret it the next yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. I have to have something in my water. Either it's lime or lemon or it's fizzy. Like it can't just be plain water. I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't. Hmm. I can it. drink plain water, but I prefer not to because fish fucking it. <laughs> Well, you know, I'm actually I'm very comfortable with creatures fucking. It's not as long deal. as it's not in your water. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm pretty sure there's like a filtration process that happens no. before it gets have to you. Have you guys seen uh, what we do in the shadows? Not no. fully. I've watched pretty, probably the first like 20 minutes of it, and it's bloody hilarious. It is really funny. And there's very very beginning. Uh, one of the vampires, because it's about three vampire, four technically vampire roommates living in New Zealand, mm-hmm. uh, and. They are they're all like from a different eras style. Yeah. too, which makes it even and more fun. And somebody, uh, one of them gets asked, well, why do vampires prefer virgins? And he's like, well, I guess it's basically, you know, if you were going to have a sandwich, you would probably prefer knowing that nobody had had sex with it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, ah, I don't know if I'm really that strict. Just more protein, right? I just I celebrate yeah. sexuality. <laughs> I say crazy. Next time, spread the mayo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is weirdly coagulated. I'm not Good real. Advice. I'm not enjoying. <laughs> is has your mayo gone bad? <laughs> I tried to eat this sandwich. I just ended up with the mayo all over. But my let's face. just say there's going to be two people that have enjoyed this sandwich. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and how often can you say that about food? <laughs> The two people got to enjoy the exact same dish. 
Um, Sharing is caring. <laughs> um, speaking of movies, uh, we saw The Magnificent Seven yesterday. I heard that was oh, pretty... Oh, how was that? It was actually very I heard good. it's kind of a fun popcorn film. Yeah, I mean, it's a send-up of an old Western. Uh, I thought... Everyone, including Denzel Washington, did a good job. I'm rather lukewarm on a good two-thirds of what he's done, but hmm. I enjoyed him in this. Uh, Chris Pratt did not disappoint being adorable and sarcastic. Because he's wonderful and Chris oh, Pratt, God. and I love him Every so time much. his name gets mentioned on this podcast, she kind of looks like she's part of stone. I am right there. <laughs> he is a beautiful man. I, I love him so Even the chubby version from the beginning oh of Parks God. and Rec. Oh, my God. I will take him any shape, size. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I've even seen any of his That's movies or TV right shows. right now to ask me out. <laughs> Um, you're married. I'm, and I'm free to do what I choose. So. Monogamish. <laughs> Monogamish. Okay. I'm allowed. Hmm. Um, so what is the, what is it? The Jeff just poured. What is this? This <laughs> is the peach. It's a peach beer. Yeah. Um, dogfish Festina uh, Pesh. And. Uh. Let's see. It is. Um, there's really nothing useful. Okay, here it is. It's a Neo Berliner Weiss. Oh, this is a sour, by the way. Yeah, that's why um, I hated it. Unique, tart, yeah. and refreshing. Uh, this brew is so down with the dog days of summer, and you lost me at your hip speak. You don't get to write <laughs> hip speak. What hip speak? Um, Fasina Pesh is a Neo Berliner Weisse. Unique, tart, and refreshing. This brew is so down with the dog days of summer. No. Hmm. Uh, so far, um, Dogfish Head has been mostly miss and not very many hits on this podcast. And they even though been. they're one of the biggest breweries in the Midwest, yeah. they're like one of the most famous microbrews in the Midwest. Well, I remember spending half an episode calling them Dog Shit Head yeah. because of something that we had by then. We had their 120. Which is supposed to be like a double uh, IPA yeah, or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. Good and it, it tasted nothing like an IPA. Yeah. I'm from Delaware. It was, it was bad. This Shit is not. happens in Delaware? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Oh, I yeah, thought these guys were know. out of Chicago. I might be thinking of a different brewery, but. They're from Malton or Milton? <sighs> Milton. That's, that's Milton. Milton, Delaware. Oh, not Milton, Washington? Nope. Milton, Delaware. Hmm. Hi, we're in. Actually, this isn't Delaware. too bad. It's not bad it's, at all. I was going to say I'm, I'm, I'm surprised. Well, way despite, to go, Delaware. Despite Brianna's reaction. Well, <laughs> she doesn't like sours. Yes. She is not a sour person. I didn't. I wasn't. See, I saw. I saw a passion. I was like, oh, peach. And I was like, peach, peach, peach. That's not peach. Nope. <laughs> it nope, is. Nope. I tasted at the local I, last week uh, a peach IPA, which, yeah. um, my friend Nate, who I was with, um. Was watching me. He's like, "That's an interesting face." That's an interesting, face. <laughs> and you're still making it. So you don't like it. I'm like, I don't not like it, <laughs> which is an apt description of some things. I don't not like it, but I did end up ordering something else. But I don't not dislike it. Yeah, Janice from accounting. I don't not like her. <laughs> Just... <laughs> I've got people in my life like that. I, I had a. a an identity, a, like a crisis of, am I a good person or not? Because there's someone that is in has entered into my social circle on Monday nights that I'm not sure if I like her or not. Like, and she's a nice person. I have no reason to dislike her, but she just grates on me every time. And she's not even doing anything. She just sits Spoiler there. Spoiler just... alert: she's an avid listener. Oh gosh, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> Sorry. What does she listen to? Jesus Talk Radio. Jesus Talk Radio. Well, that by itself is a valid. That's going to be a really yeah. silent radio station. Yeah. Because Jesus is dead and doesn't talk. No, he probably isn't. never existed to begin he with. He is but. not. Oh, not okay. dead. He's, he's planning his war against okay, Santa. I drove by the Living Water Fellowship on the way here that told me otherwise. Ah, okay. Never so mind. There. Jesus saves and takes half damage. Oh, yeah, weren't and you it, the one that got an invitation, an invitation to their service? Yes. Is it a service or were they actually doing like a celebration? No, I don't a know what revival? it was. I got a. I got. Oh, a, we have those at, uh, outside the casino once in a while, like across the street. I walked out on my uh, on my on my front porch was a was a little card. Nice, nice printing quality too. It was nice, thick, glossy. Look, look very professional. I pick it up and it's like this uh, invitation to go to a church, the one on Orleans Street in Bellingham. Which is, uh, they've always got the obnoxious signs that I Oh, typically... that one. Yes. yes. I used to hook up with a guy right next to that church. <laughs> Yo. 
But next That's... to it, not in it. <laughs> we considered it a couple times. The only person I, I know that has uh, had sex and conceived in a church is Dave. Dave. His first son was conceived in a Does church. Does that make it immaculate conception? Oh, my. I don't had know. sex in a church. Does it does it matter how high they were? Now was it? <laughs> did they break in or was it during one of the uh, services? I have no idea. You'd have to talk to Dave about that one. Well, there was servicing going on. There was there was a service going on. It was after hours, and my boyfriend at the time had keys to the church because they trusted him as a high member of the church. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, like teenagers do, we went and desecrated their altar. You actually used the altar. Oh my yeah. god! Oh, nice. That's awesome. I like it. Yeah. I, it's a, it's like I I tend to try to I tend to try to have respect for people's own private stupidities as long as they don't like infringe them on me. Yeah. So it's just like yeah, I, I see no reason to desecrate your church because it's valuable to you and it means nothing to me. Yeah. Um, uh, admittedly, I've never really had the opportunity to desecrate a church I was in that 15, particular way. I gave no shits. Fair enough. I had sex on my teacher's decks probably that same year too. So was it with your teacher? No. <laughs> I just imagine somebody coming into the church later and going, when did they add tears to our crucifix? (laughs) Well, that's what I was laughing to myself about was people coming in the following day. Why is the altar sticky? It changes the meaning of there's something about Mary completely. (laughs) Nice. Oh, boy. Sex in the church. I just imagine Jesus being a good lay, so. (laughs) Not according to the Catholics. 33 years of life and um, friends with prostitutes. But hung out with only guys for years? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Nothing happened. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, we were actually talking about uh, the silliness of religious stories last night at our friends. And uh, Sea Lab 2021, uh, which oh, is an adult swim show. show. I love that show. And they did an episode. Initially, they wrote it with actual names of religions in the script, and they sent it off, and it just came back with like a big note written across it. So they swapped out all the proper nouns for just nonsense words, and it got approved immediately. And um, so it was all about Alvis Day, um, which is uh, celebrating uh, the miraculous birth of Alvis, whose mom was traveling, was the only woman traveling with a huge group of men, uh, and miraculously she became pregnant, though none had lain with her. And it's like showing a dramatization, all the guys like, no, 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 not a... <laughs> And it's one Joe's of the, there going, fuck, okay, it was me, whatever. <laughs> and it's one of those things that, like, the thing that cracks me up about religious stories, anybody outside the religion looking at any religion stories, look at them and they're like, the fuck? Yeah. You actually, you, you, you've read this story and you still believe it. You believe that a man... It's a miracle. It's a miracle. <laughs> it requ- sent I, from I like what Dogma heaven. said. Believing that, a, it um, it believing that a woman was impregnated by God and... Gave birth to a Messiah. That's faith. Believing, as the Catholics insist that you do, that Mary then went through the rest of her life. Mary and Joseph never had sex. (laughs) Believing that a married man never had sex with his wife (laughs) for the rest of their entire lives. That's not faith. That's stupidity. (laughs) I thought Jesus had some. I thought he had more sex. He was into the roofie biz. Uh, Not according to uh, Catholic dogma. They uh, okay. Mary was a virgin her entire existence. Really? Yeah. I didn't. I'd never heard that either. But I'm not surprised. <laughs> not surprised at all. Uh, one of my favorite things is people that uh, will make fun of like Hinduism or or yeah, you know, there's a cow thing. Yeah. Have you looked at your? Have own? you looked at your own? <laughs> yeah, but really, in virgins give birth. Do mine they? is true. Yeah, exactly. And theirs is silly. Yours doesn't make any sense, or they'll be like, oh, that's just a myth. I'm like, no, people actually believe that, you know, Odin and Thor and all those guys, and Freya and all those guys actually existed. Just like Neptune and all those. People spent centuries sacrificing and and giving to these gods. And yet, for somehow, for you, I'm supposed to just automatically believe that your god is is just more real than theirs. No. Sorry. I always, I always used to love to point out to people who who had that attitude of if you go back and look at like a lot of the early you know like early stories in the Bible, they bear bizarre similarities to some of these fake stories in other religions. Yeah, yeah, everybody and has, and it's like, well, huh? That's interesting. You don't believe their version of it, but you're all on board with yours. It's like, what? Huh? I don't get it. I'm not sure exactly what. Well, um, Ricky Gervais is fond of saying the only difference between you believe that there's a thousand religions in the world. You believe that 999 of them are untrue. 
I believe that a thousand of them are untrue, so we're only one religion away from agreement. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like Ricky Gervais. Yeah, I absolutely. I, was, I remember I confronted this this guy I worked with once about the the Epic of Gilgamesh, which I don't know if you've ever heard of that. It's yeah, a Babylonian, yeah, and it's like the guy is like the uh, um, the uh, what, what what was this? Or the the gods were angry because pe- there were too many people on the planet and they were being too loud. <laughs> and so they were going to open up the gates uh, that held back the water on mm-hmm. each side of the of the planet and mm-hmm. flood the planet and kill everybody. Yeah. And one of the gods was like the the um, the god of animals. Contacted one of his favorite people and he said, "Look, the gods are planning to kill everybody, but I don't want my animals killed. So I want you to build a boat and take two of each of them onto the boat, and then uh, you'll float around. They'll they'll have no idea that you escaped." Oh my this. god, they totally ripped off the Bible. They did. It was there should be like <laughs> they a, ripped off the Bible a thousand years before. <laughs> no. Well, uh, the I believe it's the Jesus mythos is is actually based on a oh, Babylonion it's... god. A sun god. The idea of the, son um, of the sun sacrifice god, god yeah. is an yeah. incredibly oh, yeah. common. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, Horus, yeah, becoming yeah. Osiris. Mm-hmm. Well, you have in in Greek mythology, you've got the the god of of wine, Dionysus. Dionysus. Yeah, Yay. And, and you've got the Bacchus, There's also, also another one, and they they both die and come back to life. You know, and it's they're associated with wine. I think it's just called it's, a hangover. <laughs> it's, the gods of the hangover. It's, it's, it's a divine fucking hangover. That's really what it is. Dude, that guy looks dead. Jesus. Well, a, nah, he's somebody, just hungover. Somebody writes a bit of poetry about their hangover, and they're like, it's religion. <laughs> no, I think it's in the Jesus interview that uh, um, uh, George Carlin does. He's yeah. like, did you really bring Lazarus back to life? No. I just said, yeah, hey, he looks dead. It was, there was a lot of heavy drinking the night before. And, yeah. Well, I'm thinking now that's how Jesus was uh, named. You know, somebody just had a really bad hangover. They woke up. Jesus, Jesus Christ! Christ. I feel like shit. Which yes. actually, which casts more doubt on the whole uh, Mary is a virgin story. I mean, let's be honest. So I, I think she's thinking. I don't remember having sex. So it's she's kind of she was kind of doing an early Madonna thing. She wasn't saying she was a virgin. She just felt she's like, like a virgin. virgin. Oh, oh, sorry, the very first time, <laughs> like a virgin. So apparently, we're solving the world's problems today um, by ridiculing all the religions on the planet. Well, that I actually still is probably a good that start. Morissette's going to come down from the heavens and mm-hmm. be our true God. There we go. No, I like what uh, that, uh, Greg Proop okay. says. God is a, uh, 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 an angry Filipino woman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to question. She's just going to come down and kick your ass at some point. <laughs> yeah, and uh, loves there, karaoke. Sufficient erratic nope. behavior in uh, in past uh, iterations of her. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Exactly. Um, exactly. I can't remember what I was watching. Oh, it was um, Betty Bowers, America's Best Christian, mm. who is uh, my favorite uh, scholar of the scriptures, and. <laughs> Uh, she was talking about how uh, it was the Bible in 30 seconds, uh, which go and look up Betty Bowers, America's Best Christian Bible in 30 seconds after you're done listening to this, because I'm just going to paraphrase portions of it. Part of it, she's like, so God creates man. God doesn't. Uh, God realizes he made a mistake, makes another one. Things go bad, punishes them, casts them out, floods the entire world, fire and brimstone, and then finally sends somebody to tell them what the rules were. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Snippets and it's always videos. Of These fifteen crash, ten commandments. Oh, yeah. It took. It takes me a second to figure it out. I'm like, what am I watching? The only one she's done that wasn't really satire. It, there was definitely a satirical aspect of it, but it was very serious. Mm-hmm. Uh, was uh, one she did recently on patriotism, and it's. Yeah. Um, it was really good, but it's one of those. It's like, wow. Even I, as a kind of hyper liberal socialist. Um, Annoy, you know, annoyed at the way that our culture tends to, I you know, think about the idea of patriotism. It's like, wow, that was really vicious and on the nose. <laughs> and terms, it's like, yeah, that's not patriotism; it's narcissism. Yep. Yeah. Yep. As I always quote, uh, who is it? Oliver Oscar Wilde: "Patriotism is virtue of the vicious." Mm-hmm. So. But I've always liked the concept of patriotism as being cast, and I don't remember. This isn't my idea. I've heard somebody else say it, and I thought that's that's what patriotism should be, which is having a set of ideals in your mind about what the country should be, and and always focusing on that. And when you stand up for the, you know, and, and put your heart, hand on your heart and whatever, do whatever routines, 
that's what you have in mind. That's what you're pledging to, not the current actual government as it is or the current society as it is. I've always – I love that idea. I think that's a great idea. Although the issue there is that I think is what a lot of um, Trump supporters do uh, in their own head with exactly that idea. It's like I have this image of what yeah. this country is supposed to be and yeah. that's what I'm swearing to when I <laughs> stare at my Trump sign, my American flag, and my Confederate flag all hanging together on my wall. Yeah, that's – I guess that's – there's a way to – that backfires a little bit Yeah, and to them. Patriotism. While playing my Lawrence Welk. <laughs> Sorry, kids. I know you don't know who Lawrence Welk is. Just Google it. Mm-hmm. Wikipedia has a great article on Lawrence Welk with media. Oh, there we go. I actually don't know this for certain. I've never <laughs> been to Lawrence Welk, but I know Wikipedia. <laughs> Lawrence what? Welk. W-E-L-K. Especially interesting is the scandals section. You want to mm. check out the scandals. On Lawrence Welk? Uh. Yeah. No, I'm for probably <laughs> there probably aren't the millennials now caught up. <laughs> the We're one, old people, the one person at the table that didn't know who he was. Shut up! Super. Shut up! Me. Did you ever? That show was on all the time. I mean, you could flip mm-hmm. through the channels, and it was. It seemed like he all the way through, even into the '90s, it was on. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I used to the see it a lot when I was on a, when kid. I was a kid. Yeah. Oh, the magic of syndication. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, that was. Hey. Uh, Wait, Ooh, we can still make beer. money on this without having to spend money on this? So we did the three characters yesterday, and we agreed that Jeff was the Count, he was Gandalf, and... Oh, and I threw in Mr. Krabs completely at random. <laughs> yes, which I don't, I don't like you for that. Um, so Brandon actually wants to, me to amend the decision of Gandalf yesterday from yesterday um, or the last podcast yeah. that you're the wizard from the podcast that you from the Magical oh, Tavern Usador. podcast. Usa- Usador. Yeah, that's who you are. Usador is awesome. Yeah, I think mine were pretty on the nose. I actually consulted with Tamara before doing mine. What were yours again? Um, oh, uh, Captain Jack Harkness. Yeah, Spock. The new, uh, new Spock. I'm, I'm definitely more Zachary Quinto than uh, Leonard Nimoy. I, I would, would never I claim would Leonard Nimoy stature. And then um, Adam Conover from Adam Ruins Everything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to picture you now singing a song about uh, Bilbo Baggins. Bilbo, Bilbo, Bilbo <laughs> Baggins. Yeah, it was, it was bad. Mm-hmm. But in his defense, everyone was really into Lord of the Rings at that time in the yeah. late 60s. So. Yeah. And I would have never known. I mean, I remember reading like The Hobbit and seeing the stuff, and of course the old uh, Rankin Bass movies. The that that animated poorly. The one that gave me nightmares. Where there's a whip, there's a way. Uh, Lord of the Rings movie. Yeah. <laughs> weird, weird, weird. Which it actually cracks me up that that old Lord of the Rings animated movie did the Battle of the Shire, and Peter Jackson completely skipped it. Oh yeah, God, that was a good. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Wow, I. Back yeah, when Saruman I... doesn't die. In the books, where he dies in the movie, yeah. he goes yeah. on to like rally a bunch of orcs and goblins and go after the Shire. Wow! Yeah. Uh, he takes in, over in the revenge Shire. Yeah. for um, Merry and Pippin uh, daring to oppose him. We had a teacher in high school show us the, that movie uh, over the course of two days, and I intentionally ignored it because I had never read the book. I hadn't read the book at that point because I couldn't get through Tolkien style, but I, I didn't want to see it as a cartoon. I wanted to read it first, so I I, I never paid attention to it. So I've never actually seen it, even though I've sat in the room with you it. You had trouble reading through. a Bible with plot. A bi- <laughs> That's always how yeah. I felt about Tolkien's it's, writing style. Yeah, I mean it's like condensed in the Silmarillion, which is really just the Bible. Uh, but his writing style, uh, Nick, our mutual gaming friend, and I. Uh, haven't quite gone to blows, but he and I have dramatically different interpretations of Tolkien, who he borderline worships, and I consider to be um, a hack who actually hated the genre hmm. and uh, was writing basically as a vehicle to explore his linguistic studies as much as anything else, and basically recycled things that other people had been doing for years and just happened to become famous with it. it yeah. Tolkien, to me, there's... I guess it became the underpinnings of a lot of the fantasy role playing that I enjoy because that's what people caught on to. Mm-hmm. But I find nothing enjoyable about reading his writing. I, I had a hard. I tried many times in high school. I, I just kept trying, and in uh, middle school too. I could not. I swear I could get about seven or eight pages into Lord of the Rings, and that was about. And I remember specifically one instance. One instance where I was trying, and I. I there's an entire paragraph early on where he describes Bilbo's garden. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, well, I don't fucking care what kind of flowers and vegetables. That's actually like, why I can't read George R. R. Martin. Yeah, yeah. He, he and then they walked into, into the feast, and there was chicken, luscious, plump chicken, <laughs> dripping with sauce, with sage and thyme and herbs, and it was sitting next to a pudding. The pudding included three pages of recipe follows next to the boar. The boar was dri- like, no, I want character, I want plot, I don't want food. <laughs> wait, 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 you haven't heard about the roasted potatoes yet. Late, King, late Stephen King is Rose the same way. It's like, I was going to say, Stephen King was like that for me. And then they came a flower. The first petal was a delicate orange. Well, I was the, Not the orange of, of an orange, but the orange of a... A book of his short sunset. stories, I was reading, they're mostly, mostly like novelettes or whatever you call them. Yeah. Uh, um, I was reading The Night Flyer. It's the one about the vampire who oh, yeah. goes from small airport to small airport. Mm-hmm. Well, I liked the kind of quasi-movie they made, which was kind of fun. But uh, the book I tried to read, there was three pages of describing how the vampire pees. <laughs> how do you vampire Three pee? pages on a pissing vampire. <laughs> I love you, Stephen, but No. No, you're a bad, bad man. He hit a point in the early, mid-90s when editors stopped editing him. Yes. And you can tell because you go through the Dark Tower series, which is Gunslinger, tiny. Yeah. Drawing of the three, reasonable amount. Wasteland, (laughs) long, but all of the stuff matter. And then it's just like you get to the uh, Wizard and Glass, and it's like, this was 300 pages longer than it needed to be. And then each book is progressively another 300 pages longer than it needed to be. Yeah. And Uh, now it's going to be a series. But mm-hmm. it is actually going to be a sequel. The, the no, uh, Wizard the, of Glass is going to be a series, yes. Yes, but the, the movie they're making is a sequel. But if you've ever read the books, you know he just keeps repeating the same story every time. Spoiler and alert. one thing changes. <laughs> Tamara and I were at uh, Sorry Frog. if no one's read it. Fuck you yeah. if you haven't. It's like 30 years old. Green Frog. Uh, there was somebody sitting next to us who was just starting to read The Gunslinger. And it got Tamara and I talking. And I, I stopped all of a sudden. I'm like, wait. Are you reading this for the first time, or are you rereading? It's like first time. I'm like, never mind. I'll save the conversation. I was about to have for later because that would be a really <laughs> shitty thing to do. So yeah. he's just I'm like, he, he fails because he did it wrong, and he has to start over. Yeah. So basically, everything you're reading. Is <laughs> well, I didn't go that far. I just said he keeps repeating the same story. But that's well, did that's you, an arc that is in many stories. Did you? But the, yeah, there's minute changes. Every well, time. did you know that he uh, originally Stephen King was actually his plan originally was to he was going to arrive at the tower and then that was gonna that was how it was gonna end. He had this idea that it was almost like a one of the one of the um, observations I heard about Raiders of the Lost Ark after that movie uh, came out was that the cool thing about that movie was the chase after the thing, not necessarily the finally getting it and opening it. It was like getting there, and so that was basically his attitude. Was that that's always that thing we're always going after? So once he got there, that was where it was going to end, and then so that's why he has that almost pissy sounding chapter at the end, or the coda, or whatever it is, where he just kind of says, "Okay, well, if you have to know what's in it, or you have to know what he experiences, you can continue reading, but you could stop right here, and that would be fine." That's literally how he starts that that last little section, and and thought that was kind of weird. And then I later found the interview with him where he explained why he did that, but yeah, but yeah, I guess his. I guess the publishers really strongly disagreed with that idea. They said, no, people can't, you can't do that to people over seven books and then not take them into the damn thing that you've been, you know, going out. But it's a great fuck you, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I think I would have been a little ticked off, but I. <laughs> well, the or I mean, it started from the poem to the Dark Tower of the Child Rolling King. Mm-hmm. And that's, that really kind of is the end of the story. Um, yeah. I would have been annoyed also, I have to admit, after ha- having gone, having suffered through the yeah. Wolves of the Kala um, <laughs> and clawing my way through the Song of Susanna uh, to end up having him get to the tower. And basically, if we had ended up with a contact moment where we wait two and a half, uh, three and a half hours for the alien and find out it's her fucking father, <laughs> it, I think it would have been kind of similar in terms of that. You, you put me through all of that and then you give me nothing. That is some literary blue balls. That mm-hmm. I just could not, I, I would not mm-hmm. be able to tolerate that. I actually appreciate because by the end of that series, I hated Roland so intensely for all of the shit that he did to these people that throughout he was swearing were the most important people mm-hmm. in his life. I mean, from the beginning, it's like this drive toward the tower turned him, you know, it's that grand question, do the ends justify the means? It's like, mm-hmm. depends on the depends on the means. Well, I, I from Stephen King's own um, 
words on the books, it's it's a lot of it's about his writing and his alcoholism and those mm-hmm. things that do distract you and and drive you towards those things while you stomp all over the people that you love. And that that's what really drove him to do it. And it's it, it, the work for him. And and this is from I, I listen to uh, the uh, audiobooks. Mm-hmm. And the guy that does like the first three or four is fucking amazing. The guy actually gets cancer and dies because um, Stephen King fought for this guy to read those books. And Stephen King, at the beginning of the book where he is no longer doing it, says, this is one of my really good friends, um, and this is what the book represents for me, and it's the greatest work I've ever done. And it, he that's how he feels. It's like it, that those works are so personal to him because it's about his, uh, apparently, it's about his the process that he's went through throughout his whole life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which explains so. the um, 1988 to 2004 delay yeah. <laughs> between... <laughs> Well, I guess uh, it was only, it was ten years to get to Wizard and Glass, and then what another eight or eight years to get to yeah. Bulls of the Kala after that. Mm-hmm. But I didn't start reading them until Wasteland was already out, and I just burned through them. And then I'm like, so the next, and everybody's like, yeah, nobody fucking knows. Yeah. And this is like pre-internet, so there was literally no way of finding out. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's like, damn it. I got into. I started reading it back when they reissued the original. You know, when he first started it. So I've been. I had. I had been you know, strung along from the very start. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I have to agree with you. I think the last three books, he really starts, it really starts to kind of break down a little bit. It's not, it feels like he's kind of just intentionally stringing you along or wanting this to keep going on longer and longer. It doesn't Mm -hmm. feel like, you know, it doesn't feel like it's really, there's, there's any, you know, then he gets into the whole thing, spoiler alert of, you know, this world is like comprised of all of the fictional elements Mm -hmm. from all these, all these different stories. Yeah. So you've got people, his multiverse, yeah, and I, I to me, I was like, okay, what? Well, I didn't see any sign of. Well, I mean, I guess there were signs of that early, you know, with like zombies and, and, and cowboys, uh, but it just it seemed he, very early on. He Roland actually wanders through um, the world of the stand. Yeah, that's in. I can't remember which of the first three books it is, but right, right. that's very early on. The idea that his his worlds were all linked. Yeah, and like the the uh, mm-hmm. Randall flag. And I've heard that before that he were the same person. Yeah, right? I've heard that before that he person. thinks that all of his books have taken place in in one or place. most uh, the majority of them. At yeah, least. yeah. There's the yeah. same multiverse. It's sort of, and Brandon Sanderson has done that also. Favorite yeah. author, hands down, uh, yeah. Brandon Sanderson. But he did it intentionally. Every book he has written that is not set on Earth is part of something called the Cosmere which is an intentionally interlinked series of worlds that are all influenced by there is this being whose name I can never actually say because it's got too many consonants and vowels in weird places, like Andalonasium or something like that, that was shattered at the beginning of time. (laughs) Um, He's actually kind of a funny guy, so it would not surprise me if he made it sound like ad nauseum intentionally. Um, So it was shattered into 16 pieces. There's... uh, that kind of represent different aspects of this divine being. So there's, mm. uh, there's honor and cultivation and preservation and ruin, uh, and odium, uh, which means hate for the, you know, non-literary, uh, listening. And, um, so all these different pieces and they, these pieces of him were basically taken by the 16 who 16 people that destroyed this being. And they kind of went off into different corners of the universe and started basically manipulating Things, but even though they started out as essentially human, they were reshaped into godlike beings by this fraction of a god that they held. And so all of these books are, they're interconnected in this grand universe. You don't need to know any of that in order to enjoy the individual books. Mm-hmm. But you have that additional layer if you want to get into that mm-hmm. to see that there's like one person, a 17th person was there at the shattering uh, who didn't take a shard and like weaves through all of these books in an interesting mm-hmm. way. Huh. But it was there from the beginning yeah. rather than added on at some point in the yeah. late 90s because he felt like it. Um, so well, it, it's actually, definitely a little more cohesive than in, what King did. In, in fairness to Stephen King, though, if you look at some of his early books, they do reference each other. Mm-hmm. Like in, uh, what is it? Cujo. He, he, you have the characters occasionally thinking about some, oh, there was that incident where the high school caught on fire and right. they, you know, and then... Which so makes sense for the ones that obviously are intended but, to take place on on our Earth. Yeah, Carrie and Cujo. Yeah, and, and things Dead like Zone. That. And, Dead Zone. Yeah. yeah. 
But um, yeah, but I think I think you are right. I don't think he had it quite planned out, you know, to the extent that you were that you were describing with the other author. But um, yeah, I I don't know. I just I felt like he was really running out of steam though with those last with those last books. Well, I think I, I one thing I, too I, much steam. I I <laughs> or, think yeah. that uh, authors now have have that kind of in mind, especially if it's a fantasy author. They. It, it, because uh, whether you like Tolkien or Tolkien or whatever the hell he is, Tolkien, as some people say, um, whether you like him or not, he actually built a whole world mm-hmm. and the world thought about it the before the books and made these things. You know, a, he he thought about it before, and that's what it sounds like. Well, that's what Sanderson is doing mm-hmm. is like he thought of it before, yeah, and the, some the authors only catch on to that afterwards. Yeah. We're all created before. Mm-hmm. He wrote a single word of The Hobbit. Exactly. Yeah. So, well, uh, we're uh, approaching the final thoughts here, so maybe we should talk about what we think of the Blue Moon Belgian White. Blue Moon, you saw me standing alone. I'm uh, I'm gonna give it a two. Um, I find all of Blue Moon's beers to be that thing that I will realize I've downed four glasses of it because it's sitting near me. Um, <laughs> but at no point did I actually think about that beer. Yeah. Well, it's you know what this is. This is a solid one and a half. <laughs> I can't yeah. give it that low because I, for me, it's like if we're doing a scale of one to five, anything below three means I actively disliked it for some reason. It, it was I was my enjoyment was. The enjoyment of my day was diminished in some way by consuming that beer. This isn't that. I would actually have to say, we're doing one to five. This is an exact three. It's just like, uh, it's like those, you know, when you're, if you're objectifying people and you're like, hey, uh, they're uh, on a scale of one, uh, one to ten. That person's a five. I'm not not attracted to them, but I'm not attracted to them either. This is a solid three. It's like, I don't not like this beer, but I don't like it. You remember what I said about Janice? That's his beer. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note. Right, on that note. You know what? Good night, Dave. Good night, Dave. Good night, Dave. Night! That's right. Even today is don't be a dick day. So how about not being a dick for the entire day? I think you'll like it. And then, you can do it again tomorrow. Beer Plus 3 featured Jeff Swatman, Rick Anderson, Bree Edwards, and our special guest Caleb Sanders. Please subscribe so you won't miss out on future alcohol-fueled antics. You can find Beer Plus 3 on iTunes, SoundCloud.com, Stitcher, and anywhere else finer podcasts are sold. Also connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or email us at beerplus3 at gmail.com. Good night, Dave. There's this uh, device called the Physics F I Z Z I C S, and it's a uh, it's a beer dispenser for your home that actually um, uh, does the turns rainwater into beer. Oh my god, I'm still half asleep. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, no, it um it what's it called? I'm I'm I don't know. What is it called? <sighs> Fermentation carbonates. Yes, it, it adds an extra foaminess to it. So when oh, you like a nitro. It, yeah, yeah, that's it. That's what I was looking for. Nitro. So it's like a, a way to... Uh, Home nitro. And there are people claiming that you can take really cheap beers and put it into this, and it tastes pretty amazing. I would so, like to test that theory. I would like to test it, too. I would be uninterested in testing that theory, because I think <laughs> nitro beers are disgusting. Oh, really? <laughs> I, once in a while, they're pretty good. I, I usually have the one at uh, the local once in a while, you know. But they, they haven't done it in a while, I don't to, think. To me, uh, nitro beer... Uh, nitro on a beer just... Kills my ability to taste the beer at all. Yeah. Hmm. Nitro coffee, though. That's where that shit's at. I've never had that. I prefer the Irish style of coffee. (laughs) I prefer the um, what is sitting in my cup right now kind of coffee. Untouched by anything other than the magic that is coffee. Brandon and I finished watching Pleasantville again last night. So we started it and we just um, right for the way Pleasantville. Oh, that's the one that starts out in black and white. And no, well, it turns into black and white. Everyone comes once and then it turns to color? No? Yeah, More or less. Kind of, yeah. It was great. <laughs> no, literally, that's what happens <laughs> that, to like that three of the characters. Per- perfectly have, valid. <laughs> they have 
synopsis okay. of the movie. I'm ma- I'm I'm mashing this up in my head with Wizard of Oz. <laughs> so it's like now we know why Dorothy was, was laying Toby back McGuire? on her bed. Toby yeah. McGuire to, and, and um, Renee Zellweger. Zellweger. Yeah. No, no it's, um, um, Reese Witherspoon. Uh, yes. William yeah. H Macy plays mm-hmm. the. But anyways, I don't so Toby McGuire and Reese Witherspoon play siblings, high school siblings, um, who get sucked into the TV by the guy who played Howdy Doody. Um, <laughs> this sounds like you're making this shit <laughs> no, up. Right here, and Desi head. came out in the early in like what 2000. Joan Allen four. Joan Allen, there you go. Yeah. Um, what Pleasantville? Yeah. Did that come out? I, I was in was... high school, so I, it was. Somewhere... I thought it was like 2000. 1998. Okay, okay, so not high school. Not high school. Not high school. No, it, it Junior out. high, close enough. I same thing. It came out same was... thing. We're just a little taller. It was one of uh, uh, Dave's favorite movies. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Don Knotts. Don Knotts, thank you. Don Knotts. Oh, Don Knotts plays the angel type guy. The evil television the, the dude. The TV repairman. Yeah. Um, so anyways, oh. they get sucked into this 50s TV show called Pleasantville. Yeah. Because they, because Tobey Maguire's so character <laughs> loves it so much. Um, and then eventually they all start fucking up the little Pleasantville world by bringing in like real stuff like... yeah. Um, yeah. Like color and color. Well, it thinks it, it represents the change by turning mm. things into color. And suddenly, you have a town divided, and people are putting up in their. Some people stores, are in color. Some no people are in color black and white. Allowed. It's like <laughs> there. And I think at that moment, I guess there wasn't. It's a, single, a play on fifty yeah, television. Yeah, it was. How everything was really, so perfect. Meanwhile, in the don't real worry, world, we're probably going to be safe. We're inside a bowling alley. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My only thought was. Oh look! They actually have to write the scores down on a big giant board. I wonder whose job that is. No, but it's it's actually pretty campy and fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, as you're talking about, I, I I've seen bits and pieces of it online, but I have never watched yeah, it. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not bad. It actually, I think it won an Academy Award or was nominated for special effects. Huh. So it got some nods. Yeah, yeah the effects. They did a really good yeah. job with yeah. the effects. There are actually scenes with uh, like. People in black and white, actually, there's a scene where Tobey Maguire puts makeup on Joan Allen after she goes into color Mm -hmm. to make her look black and white again because her makeup is still in black and white. And so you're watching as he, like, smears her back to black and white from uh, from color. And Mm -hmm. it's uh, interesting. It'd be interesting to see how they did that. Presumably, they filmed in color and then decolorized. That seems like it'd be a lot easier than the other way around. Yeah. No, it's it's really neat. We're going to film this in grayscale. <laughs> and then manually colorize everything. <laughs> I've done that before. Oh, no Photoshop. We used our budget yeah. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and somehow they could still afford William H Macy. <laughs> oh, I Which, couldn't imagine he charges that much. He's in just about everything. everything. It's not quite Samuel L. Jackson. No, he's literally in everything. You just have he to crops you know, up and paper clip a dollar bill to a script, and you've got Samuel L. Jackson. What I love is that William H. Macy, he, he takes on all the fun roles. Like he, He's in a The shoveler. Of, oh, my God. It's my favorite one. I shovel him. well. All right. <laughs> Let's just start this, show. It's probably good. Since we've already started, we should yes. probably start this. Probably start.